Thank you, as always, for listening to Caleb vs. Self. On this episode, I get a chance to speak with Stevie, a.k.a. Wake Up, a Rochester-based artist who just recently debuted Sunroof out on SoundCloud with a music video soon to come. We talk about COVID, uh, the impact of him actually getting a chance to perform live for the first time, and a few other random art-related things. Uh, I had a lot of fun, enjoyed listening to his story and his feedback on how important it was as an artist to start performing. Uh, you can find him out on Twitter at AWakeUp. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at AWakeUp underscore. Uh, and you can check him out on his SoundCloud as well. I'll have all the links in the description. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this conversation. I know I did. And I look forward to the Sunroof music video coming out soon. So I got Stevie with me. Thanks for hopping on. I'm gonna. We just talked a little bit in the beginning, but let's dive right into this identity crisis, right? Because it's a wake up or wake up. God it's damn Stevie. It. We're diving straight right into it because specifically you were like, man, it's difficult to get a name down. And listen, trying to name this podcast from the get go, it's hard as hell. So where are you at, and what are you doing with it? So I started off with the ugly name Toby Zolo. Because it it has something to do with like my original last name, okay. Because my original la- well, my grandfather's original last name was cut off either from Ellis Island type shit or because my grandmother couldn't pronounce it. Whatever that story is, I hate it and it's disrespectful. And because I never got to meet him because he died like five ten years before I was born, and he was like supposedly the illest dude who ever walked the earth. So like that shit just I kind of wanted to do a like a hom- homage or homage whatever the fuck it is. I wanted to do something like that for the name. So it was Toby Zolo, and then it was Stevie Zolo, and then it was Steven Zoloft, which was hilarious because my friend, <laughs> pretty much, he was making dark shit, and I was making happy shit, and he wanted me to do a verse on a song, and I was like, what do you want me to do? He's like, you're Steven Zoloft, antidepressant, just do it, and it stuck because it sounded like <laughs> Stevie Zolo's full name. That's what it, gotcha. like, that's what Steven Zoloft sounded like. So then I picked Wake Up at the time last year because it just felt right. Cause I was making this project that I wanted to call wake up in the summer. It sounded cool because my, my homie Rory um told me once, cause I was trying to figure out, it wasn't trying to figure out, but I was struggling with fucking tests trying to get out of high school. I'm like, yo, how do you do these multiple choice? Like I'm not, a, I don't go to school. I, I've never studied for anything. And like, how do you do this? And he's like, just imagine it in the teacher's voice. Just ha- like, imagine them reading it. So when it's with the name, it's like, Imagine a radio host. Imagine the person announcing your name on stage. Like what's and wake up out of all those names hit hardest for me. I'm now, you know, my, I've always been Stevie forever. I, I'm not Steve. Only boomers ever call me Steve or Steven or my mom <laughs> when she's angry. It's never anything. Nobody else calls me Steve unless they're a really like interesting individual that picks names for people. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's like I did my first show a few weeks ago, which I would love to talk about later. But I forgot to introduce myself as Wake Up. I was up there for like 30 minutes and I completely forgot. I just said Stevie the whole time. And I was like, okay, I think that's a sign that like it needs to be Stevie something. And, and I need to just fucking stick with that because there's a thousand Wake Ups out there and like it's dumb. I feel there like it's dumb. It there feels dumb. Which is hilarious that I'm saying this on a podcast about my own artist name. And like, I'm sticking <laughs> with it until I figure it out. Cause what one of my best friends told me is like, yo, you can change your name as much as you need right now. Like, you're not at the time, this was, you know, a while ago. He's like, you're not as 
people don't care. You're not big enough right now to the point where people care. And even big artists and big entertainers change their names during their career. Like you're not taking anything away from anybody. Like you're not losing anything. Right. At the end of the day, it's still you on whatever track you're making. So it might be a little confusing at times, but I definitely understand the whole trying to figure out a name thing because it's a pain. It's a pain in the ass and all the good names. I feel like are typically taken. So you can't get your Instagram handle. You can't get a Twitter handle. You can't get a YouTube channel. Cause all this shit's taken. So I get if you it. could be just Stevie. That'd be, if I could like, that would be so sick. You know what I mean? But that's no shot. I got a someone, right. a lot of those like OG name accounts, um, people made in like 2007 on a fucking computer or like an iPhone first generation. And they're just gone. Yep. So it's like, or yeah, got to pay someone a bunch of money. There's just no shot usually. Yeah. But, um, I was going to say something about another thing about the name and it completely left my head. So forget about that. That's all right. It'll come back up. But this summer you have been dropping a lot of stuff, single after single after single, a music video. You have another music video, I think, right? For sunroof coming mm-hmm. out pretty yes, soon. Sir. Hopefully. A couple, well, September for sure. That's pretty soon, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, September three days away. But you did get to do your first show. And in the midst of all this COVID shit, I mean, you were tweeting about it all the time. It looked like, like you were just oh, you itching to be it. able to get on stage and oh. really just be yourself. I watched a couple of videos, but to be there in person, to be you finally up there, was there like a release for you? How did that feel? Especially after all, all this lockdown stuff. So let me start by fuck everybody everyone everyone i don't i know you're hosting a podcast for people to be themselves but if you were a denier if you are just part of the pro like this shit like i've been saying like as a 21 year old i shouldn't like no one my age and but also nobody should be going through this the fact that two years ago we could go to a stadium with eighty thousand people and worry that your fear was getting lost getting too fucked up or catching a cold. The flu was the biggest fear disease wise. So like the fact that you would stand shoulder to shoulder with people with no fucking fear about any disease, like that shit was like, we're so lucky that we ever even had that with how things are now. So it's like, it was, I only did it because cases in Rochester were so low at the time. And like three days later, that spike fucking flew up. We were getting like less than 60 a day. And three days later, we got to 100. And it's been 100 a day since like the 10th of August. Yeah. Over two fucking weeks. So um, to finally do it, that was out of this fucking world, man. Like, that's the phrase I keep using. Like, I started, I this is just a waste of time for me to tell the whole story. But I started messing with music when I was 16 mm-hmm. and just having fun and dreaming about it and talking about it and like never actually doing any of it. And that was my first interest was performing because I saw my first show ever. And like, I'd been to bands and shit when I was younger, but like my first show where I bought the ticket, I went to fucking Huntington, New York with my friends, like on a sun on a Monday night when I was in high school and fucking that it was the Flatbush zombies. If you know who they are and fucking that shit, they're like a pretty like conscious rap group with like, not just conspiracy shit, but like questioning, questioning everything type shit while not being too corny and like, conscious if that makes sense it's a perfect balance and it's like really hard and aggressive but also like gorgeous at the same time and that was just out of this fucking world like i saw that and i was like that's it like those dudes were up there being the most unadulterated versions of themselves for an hour 
and it made me, just me, one person out of the probably 2,000 that were there, it made me feel that good. Like, and that doesn't even, and then you think about how that felt for them, right. and then they're getting paid. Right. That's fucking yeah. crazy. I do that shit for free forever. Like, I obviously want to get paid, but it's it feels so, it, it was so such an idea, and that just led to me, just before I was even writing my own songs, just like practicing other people's shit live, just holding the fucking microphone or whatever as a microphone, flying around my house when no one was home, just being crazy, and like, that definitely the like is big like very mosh heavy at that show at at any of their shows and then just going to more shows and then like seeing travis scott for the first time and like doing that whole i like i've seen him four times and i went to like astro world twice and shit and just having everybody a lot of artists say the same thing about mosh bits and shit but like having everybody just let go for a second like you're weird if you're at one of those shows you're the weirdo if you're standing still right so like Whereas if you go to an underground show that, like, the crowd isn't lit, like, you got two people who are way too fucked up in the front banging their heads <laughs> off beat, and then you got a bunch of people just standing awkwardly right. like, beside each other in separate, like, sections of the floor. So that was definitely, like, seeing those shows and being a part of it where, like, everyone's just losing their fucking mind and just having the time of their lives, and there's no judgment or anything and then it's the plus the music like there's so much to it so that was that was what made me want to do it and then i practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and um on about four sundays ago i saw my buddy was at a party the night before and he has like a big beautiful barn this crazy barn house it's fucking gorgeous and um I hit him up. I was like, yo, like, let me pull up. I'd love to come part. That looked fucking crazy. It was like four kids at once jumped through a table. Buffalo Bill style. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. Like, Shout out Bill's I mafia. Haven't, dude, I haven't partied in so fucking like I've gone to bars. I haven't partied in so long. And like cases were low just three weeks ago. So because right. my whole we're all vaccinated and shit. I still don't want to lock down for another 14 days. I still don't want to hurt anybody, obviously. So, um. I I said that to, I was like that looks crazy let me pull up and he's like yo I'm having a party this is Sunday night he's like yo I'm having a party Tuesday come perform and that was at like 8 p.m. Sunday night so I was like okay I am like the biggest scatterbrain ever like I do way too many things at once I can't balance it and it's like how I like to live I'm I'm starting to write out schedule and shit and make it better for me but that's me. So sometimes when chaotic shit pops up, that's like my specialty. Like, okay, like I need to get this many people together this fast. Like I need to have all this shit ready. So what I did was I called one of my my old like producer homies and I was like, yo, my old engineer too, same guy. And I was like, yo, are you willing to DJ for me in two nights? I was like, I can either set up all the tracks on my computer and do it alone. Or do you want to DJ for me? He's like, I think the second answer is the right one. All fucking monotone <laughs> and shit. And um, called him, took care of that. And I called Sound Source, if you know who they are. They're our local, like, yep. our local sound shop as opposed to, like, you know, the big the big ones. Yep. They're the shit there. Sound Source is the best fucking store ever. The people are so good in their prices for rentals, dude. So I got the two big speakers, the 15-inch sub, and I already have, like, I have my own live mic. And we ran two computers Mine was for the auto tune and his was for the songs. And like, I set all that shit up and we did the sound check the day, uh, actually like six hours before. And, um, I went on at 1230 
In Bloomfield. It was in fucking Bloomfield. So that's only like, eight of my friend. That's like middle of was, nowhere for Rochester. Yes. So only like eight of my friends went. Two of them being one my DJ. Three of them being like one my girlfriend, two my DJ, and then three my homie who did three of his own songs. So it was like only five people that weren't really involved in the show were there. So that from from our friends, because I told him not to invite anybody because I did not know what we were getting into. Right. So um, the whole pre-show panic, it was my first show ever, whatever, whatever. And like I get there and I tell my buddy in the back, I'm like, yo, the second I step out of this fucking car, you're I said a lot of fucks in this. I was like, the second I, I step out of this fucking car, you're giving me a shot of fucking tequila, please, God. And I did it. And I, I took that. And the second I like, I had to introduce my girl to everybody. These are like some of my oldest, closest friends that she'd never met. So that was already one thing I'm getting right. I have everything's plugged in except our computers. And, um, I get out of the car. And one of the first things I hear is this girl go who I've never seen in my life, who was clearly drunk. She's like, Oh my God, is that him? And my boy, my boy, who was the host of the party, was like, yeah. She's like, don't let him go inside yet. I want to be inside when we cheer. And I was like, what the fuck is happening, dude? This is weird. <laughs> it was sick, but weird. So we go inside. We plug in. He plays some DJ shit, blah, blah, blah. It's my turn. I have my because my biggest thing about live shows is like I need to have my effects. I'm not if I'm a full blast auto tune artist. Most of the time, I'm not performing without it. That's stupid. That's like a guitarist without a fucking amp that drives me crazy the thought of that and you see these dudes go on tour and not do it and it's horror i hate it so that was all set up perfect so i i mean that was a very long answer and i'm sorry but you know i get i hopped on stage and i did like the the first song comes on and it was like it was like a movie it was like drugs it was crazy like i the second that drop hit like they were flying and yell, yelling and screaming like 30 30 40 kids i never met in my life who apparently my homie that hosted it like made me sound very important because oh, they really? they were they went crazy they were flying like dude a kid during sunroof which is the first time I've ever performed any of these songs a kid fucking I told him to but he still did it he stage dived and crowd surfed and it wasn't <laughs> like three people holding up it was the whole fucking crowd like it was crazy like I did the countdowns and like it was just the energy was out of this fucking world it was so sick it? But is that the thing right there, Stevie? Is that what it is when you perform? It's that release, especially not just for the artists, but for the people who are there, who are watching, who are enjoying that. It's that that complete release of being able to just do whatever, feel good just about it. Just let go. It. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, just let go. Is that what it is, is especially That's as an it. artist? A hundred percent. It's like the best drug ever. Like even being at a good show, when you're like, sure, being at a good show where you're standing still is cool, but when it's all chaos around you like and you're part of it like that shit is just like nothing ever has ever come close to that like no matter what of, uh, straight edge kids so i had a couple of guys when i was in the army they were straight edge dudes and everyone was always like dude how can you guys start moshing and not be fucked up not be drunk not be high doing whatever like how are you not but that's kind of the purest form of consuming music right like i'm not high i'm not drunk i'm nothing but i can still get in the mosh but i can still release and and just go nuts yeah it's there's a lot of dude some of the straight edge kids i know are actually the craziest people i know and the wackiest and the most turned up which is really interesting because you don't expect that but like 
some people it's because they're afraid of what could happen to them and other people it's just their choice because they have mad fun sober and that's sick but that's definitely the reason that I love it so much because it's not yes it's a it's a release but just like that that fucking you like that high there's nothing like it because I didn't know I had it until because you can think you're gonna kill it all you want you can practice you can be good at practice the second you step on there you could just have a panic attack for 20 minutes and just be horrible right but like I was obviously nervous as shit going into it heart flying not able to speak in full sentences like the whole thing as as expected frank my actually my therapist told me that frank sinatra before every single show forever he was scared he was gonna lose his voice every time really so that wasn't my fear and i hope not to adapt that or adopt that fear but um yeah i like the second i did that i started doing the first song i got my grips in the first song it still went really well but like the second that 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 second one happened, like there was no more brain. Wow, oops. I didn't have like there was no more thinking really. Like sure, like quick momentary shit, like, oh, I could sing this like this, but no time to think. I didn't think about anything going on outside of that, obviously. Which is like having like developed a bunch of fucking anxiety since COVID, like that is the best shit ever. So yeah, it was like I went autopilot after really the first few seconds yeah like and it's just you you lose like you lose all that other shit it's just out the fuck you just leave it at the door and it sounds almost therapeutic for you it yeah it's magic like and it's even for people without like i'm not like haunted by like any type of problems like that shit is annoying but like i'm not completely haunted so even for people without anything going on in their head like that which is rare these days but um especially after this past year almost two fucking years but um i uh no don't lose my train of thought hold on hold on yeah um even even people that don't have issues like that like it's still the best feeling ever so like yes it's it's therapeutic as shit but it's also just to me like the point of living yeah before any issues clouded my head when i was younger like that's all i wanted to do was that for that reason because i was like i think this will feel like this and it did. And like I said, I, you don't know you got it until you do it. And I proved to myself that like, that's me. Cause right. you, you practice how you're going to move on stage before. And, and for me, like maybe I would have remembered it, but it was all natural. And also having a mic with a fucking cord sucks. It sucks. <laughs> Cause I've always practiced. I practice with the cord, but mostly I'm not plugged in. I'm just holding my mic, not plugged in. And the movement without the cord, call me a fucking pansy for this, but it's so much better. So I can't wait till I get to perform on like a, I had a decent amount of space, but I can't wait till I can perform on a big stage where I can actually move, move around without any constrictions with like the wireless mic and shit. But yeah, man, it was amazing. And, And that's the whole point is just that, that moment, like just letting go and just like that euphoria. Like I said, I've been at shows out of my mind fucked up and completely sober and like it's the yeah it's obviously crazy when you're super fucked but it's like just as good like there's a different energy that's brought when you're at the music no matter what is influence influencing your head you know what i mean the next question naturally is going to be right given hopefully that people get more vaccinated and, and things you know go down some is there a venue like rot lo- locally or even like in Western New York that you're trying to get into? And, and how does that work? Are you going to be able to like, 
what are the logistics behind doing like a bigger show? Like, I don't know, like water street or, you know, I mean, I, there used to be the penny arcade, but I don't even know if that's even open anymore. I think that's been closed for a long time. I've been driving. I live in, in Rochester, no shit. And I drive by it all the time. If I head to the beach over there and, um, I think it's been closed forever. They might have reopened. I think I, I told heard something you, about that. Compared to you, I'm old as fuck, so <laughs> I'm I'm way well, out still, of date. Still, still, yeah, but they they've been closed for like I they were closed when I was like five, which is 16 years ago. That's fucking crazy. But like that was a long time ago. Still, you know that's so. True. But anyway, is there a venue that you're looking to to get into at some point? So. Right now, the only place I would think about playing a show at is the Bug Jar because they're requiring vaccination, proof of vaccination when you get there. And they're sick there. I don't know if you I assume you've been there. Yep. Their bartenders, yeah, yeah. the bouncers are sick. The dude that checks the vaccine card, like everybody there is awesome. And the crowd there, like even though I'm 21, there's a lot of like people that are in their like, you know, mid 20s, like later 30s. That's kind of like that. I feel like that's the generation that gets like in there more often. Sure. But um, especially with the type of bands that they have playing, but I mean, um, MC Lars is coming in October. I heard about that. I don't know who that is, but what <laughs> is that hip hop? He's I would like, hope. Uh, I think he would be considered like nerdcore hip hop type. <laughs> That's why I love this fucking shit. city, man. Because shit like that happens, and it's like that is the last, the opposite of my scene musically. Sure, but the people is like it's all about. It literally is all about the people when it comes to that shit. Like. I remember lockdown all 2020 and a lot of 2021. Like, yo, how do you, unless you're posting like crazy good content, like how do you gain followers? And then I went to one show a week, a week ago from today. And like, I followed like 10 people and like 10, like, it's like, Oh yeah, I forgot. We can interact in person. And that's the best way to make friends and fans and like connect with people. But, um, so they're the only venue that I know of around here that's requiring vaccinations. And that's the only place I'd want to do it. But that vaccine proof thing is also just a shield for our mental because we know that this new shit is spreading regardless. Right. So is it just like, I think that might just be my ego requiring that of me because I want to play so bad that I would probably, I'd be way more willing to take the risk at a place like that versus a place like, anywhere else because i just got in man there's this big show happening september 2nd at the california brew house dude's name is bill saber i don't know if you heard of him he's sick he's like a pretty like pretty popping in the underground he's from buffalo bill saber and um i know the promoter for the show and my like oops my unofficial like stage manager sent me Mm -hmm. the flyer and he's like this is what you want to be playing at naturally i texted the this is like four or five days ago, I texted the promoter, sent him a video of the show. I was like, yo, I'd love to open. Like I, that would be sick. I know you know, you probably got a lot going on, but, and he was like, yo, slots are closed, but yes, you got it. You don't even have to, you don't even have a limit on tickets. So this is getting exciting right now. I'm about to shit all over it because <laughs> I had to talk to my girl cause she works full time and she has to, and I work a lot and I have to. And she's like more because I'm not a doctor. I do not really know what I'm talking about. But based on what I've seen on the internet in Monroe County, we've only had nine deaths since it was June or July, nine COVID deaths that now that's still nine people who lost their lives. I'm not at all denying that, but the chances of people getting hurt now from back in January seem a lot lower 
So if it wasn't for the the slight risk and also like I can't people can't afford right now, especially right now, to take two weeks off of anything, even socializing. Like we need that shit. Like and and work especially. Like I can't I can't be resp and I also just right now, even though so few people have died, like I can't be responsible for on that big scale, on that huge scale, if I have five of my friends over, I'm not going to not do that right now. And like, if something happens, then that sucks. But like, it's different. Whereas if there's a show of 200 people and I sell 30 tickets and COVID gets spread to a hundred people there, like it's your pro. I feel like it's your problem if you didn't get vaccinated, but it's still the reason that you got sick and missed those two weeks of work, or maybe got your brother with asthma really sick is because you came to my show. Cause I told you to. I totally get that, Stevie, right? And I'm also not trying to diminish anything, but at the end of the day, like, how long have we had vaccines available at this point? You know, at what point do we, people who have been vaccinated, say, hey, you know what? This is, if you didn't do it, you didn't do it. If I'm at this point next year, I'm done. Completely. (laughs) Complete. I said this to my girl. I said it to my parents. said it to my friends. I'm like, yo, it's over. I'm done. I have fucking ruined, not ruined, but I have my fucking mental health fucking took the biggest downturn ever because i'm like natural born extrovert and being locked in like that fucking i'm still that is still me when i go out and shit but like the little like kinks of anxiety that i get now like is all from just being fucking stuck so like if this if, if i'm at a point where i can't do the thing that i feel like is most valuable to my career right now other than putting out music and videos if we're here next year because these other fucks don't care then i'm done too and if i gotta miss two weeks of work and i'm 22 years old and i haven't been able to do anything since i was fucking 19 then then you know whatever and and i'm sorry if if we if my girl misses work or or whoever like if we're not gonna die then it's over i'm done fucking i'm done playing this cautious game because it is the most like i just tasted the best coolest most awesome feeling ever in my whole life and now it's like i don't even feel okay doing it again right now that is the that is the worst shit ever i got in to open at this huge show that would have been a big fucking deal i became cool with the dj so i knew immediately i'd be able to have my auto tune opportunity ripped away now my choice it was my choice to not do it no one pressured me to not but i knew it wasn't right I just knew it. So that shit sucks a lot. So to answer your question, I'm, I'll repeat myself for the third time because that's how I talk, I guess. Yes. <laughs> a, a year later, if it is a year later from this point and we're in this predicament still, I'm fucking done. So wait, everyone wait, else is point, having their tours and having their shows. I'm done at this. Wait, at this point, you're not going to do the brew house show. I'm not. It's not happening. Oh, Okay sucks i know i know but i just with, with the way things are me and my girl have a few vacations lined up and like it's a, it's been an expensive year and now that i'm taking my music a lot more seriously it's very expensive too so one i don't want to get people sick and two i need to i need that money i can't right, 14 right. and and mentally for another 14 days in the because now it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated you're locked down if you get that shit so yeah, another 14 yeah. days in the house that's just i would way rather push it off till the spring is when I'll be back in the spring. As long as shit's not fucking catapulted and everyone's falling over left and right. The numbers are decent in the spring. 
all that's just the start of it and it's over i'm fucking all in well let's dive into the music from there and actually in that same vein not to get too political or anything but one of my favorite tracks that i listened to of yours was five that was <sighs> some hard shit you had you got a donald trump line in there you got a, and, and you also have quite a few tweets like going at not just trump but again anti-vaxxers things like that obviously that's been a huge impact to you and obviously influenced your music at one point do you feel like for you with your music there's also almost a therapeutic thing in there as well like let me get this on paper let me get this off my chest so i can move on sorry yes but um it i i I took the i'll still like if it works i'll say something political now but i haven't really in a while I was really on my, like, I was all over the place. I didn't know what I wanted to make. Like, I made five in October last, that was 2019. So I was in, I was making all types of shit. I hadn't figured out the melodic stuff yet. Cause that's all I wanted to do forever was like good hits. I wanted to make good hit type songs and pretty melodic shit. So that rap shit is kind of out for me for now. I'll do it again, but like, that's not, I don't want to be known for that. So when I'm making songs now, it's just about like what feels right and what sounds best to me. Like lyrics still matter. Absolutely. But I, I, yes, it's totally therapeutic. And I'll, I talk about shit to, you know, clear my head or just get stuff out, but not on a political scale anymore because one, I've stopped focusing on it because it's not in our faces as much anymore. Right. And I chose to, cause it's an angry path to be down. And it's like, I either have to get involved for real or just be angry you have two choices most people are only going to do the second one so like i would just way rather live and do my part to contribute as best as i can than be super angry but back then that kind of goes back to the flatbush zombies is like they're like they were like taking they're like taking psychedelics and talking about like you don't hear a rap group from brooklyn say in one of the songs juice says it's a very simple line, but he's like, 9-11, biggest fraud in history. Like, you don't hear that in rap music. From, no, dudes, really. from, from dudes from fucking Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn, you don't hear that shit. So that was, like, really, really, really fucking thought-provoking. And, like, that kind of is what had me down that path for a while lyrically in some of my songs. And, like, I was just pissed as fuck when I made that song. You can hear it. Because I yeah. hate I hate the shit out of that song. That hook, I think, is stupid. But it is a hard song. I'm definitely not denying that. Like, I don't know. That that was that was fun. I was really pissed when I made that. And also, the my homie who produced it and mixed it did the cover art. And I didn't line this up in my head. Five, because... I released it on the 5th of November, obviously the V for Vendetta mask, 5th mm-hmm. of November. I didn't even acknowledge until like two weeks ago because I have the cover art hanging up. Uh, it fell behind my couch. I have the cover art right here, actually. And it, um, he wrote V for five instead of the number five. Right. I did not realize that till two weeks ago. So that was just a hilarious, like, <laughs> string of events that led to just even more perfect, um, uh, art for it i guess but yeah um it's i don't like to get like that anymore with my music only for my own feelings I, I don't like to get political just because i i don't think about it as much anymore and like i don't want to if i'm trying to make a song that's to like feel good and like to you know just have everyone go crazy as shit like 
unless it's perfect, I'm not going to throw an anti-vaxxer line in a song like Sunroof or like, I can't see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But right. I do talk about it very openly. Cause like, I don't give a shit. Like there's, there's facts to, for everybody, but like at the end of the day, there sometimes there is right and wrong. And I used to, my music used to be heavily fueled by that. Well, let's talk about that progression then into the song that you released 2016, which seems to be one of your biggest songs, if not the biggest song that you've got. Where does that process for you start where you go, okay, I want to start a new project. Do you look at your lyrics like bars or do you look at it more, like you said, like kind of more melodically, like painting a picture or creating an image? Like what's that thought process for you? Yeah, it's um, it's mainly just making a song like I don't I care about the words and like you can hear that like I straight up do not have the most intelligent lyrics. Even when I was like rapping, rapping, like trying to rap well like that, mm-hmm. that's never been my strong suit. And like sometimes you try too hard and then you just sound hilarious, which is what I feel like songs like five ended up sounding like, at least to me later on. But um, yeah, it's mainly just painting a picture like and honestly, I'll focus more on sometimes I'll write something. I'll be like, yo, I totally like had no mental direction with this. I've just been focusing on like the sound. I need to go back and clear this up. Cause what the fuck am I talking about? Which you hear a lot in like a lot of hip hop, but there's no linear anything to it at all. And it's become accepted. And like, I'm even cool with that, but still like, I want it to have a common theme at least throughout the song. You know what I mean? So like a song like 2016, it usually like I do the same thing a lot of artists do because I in in the end of the summer 2020, we built this studio that I'm in right now. It's a 12 by 12 gorgeous fucking room that just is my little hole in the universe in my basement. And it's where I've done everything except daydream since since May last year, because I, I was working in the other corner of my basement without while the studio is being built. And I've been in here and like, I literally turned my, I like, I started recording myself back then. So, um, I turned my mic on, I find the key of the song. Like I put the auto on whatever. And, um, I just mumble or say whatever comes to my mind. And like 2016 was before I had, um, before I had any of my own setup and I was still recording at someone's house, which is the most, tra- like, unless you don't want to record by yourself, that shit is like a trapped feeling when you have to go somewhere to do your art, that shit sucks. Like it's fun, but it also sucks, especially with like someone else pressing the buttons for me. Like it needs to be a super specific scenario for me to love that. And I learned that once I started doing it alone, but 2016 quick shout out to my, one of my best friends in the whole fucking world, Austin. I recorded that at his house with some way nicer gear and he just knows that sounds so well. So, and he did the original mix of that, which isn't out anymore, but that shit i when i made that song it took like an hour and it was so much fucking fun that was like that was like one of the it was 19 and then 2016 was like and and higher than last week that was like a three song run of like you can kind of hear like okay this is what he's been trying to be and then if you follow in through like wake up you learn like okay like i could have seen this coming right well, that brings us into this summer, the last like three, four months where you've just been drop after drop after drop after drop. What is it? Is it, I mean, I hope it's not completely COVID, but is there something else driving you to try to make that much or put out that much? Or is there like a specific plan that you have that you're working towards? 
it's definitely has that has nothing to do with COVID. What it is is as far as dropping that many singles, we're in like the content era now where like, unless you're already madly famous, you, if you're at my level or anywhere near it, you could not release music for eight months and, and post a project once every twice a year or whatever. And that's cool. But in your head, you're like, yo, like I'm working on this thing, man. It's going to be sick. Like nobody fucking cares at all. And it sucks. That sucks. You put, I, I made my in the summer album, which you probably never heard. Cause it was deleted. Um, I could not find, don't, I saw mentions of it, but I could not find it. Never, ever, ever use <laughs> private playlisting ever. It was free from someone that was my friend at the time. And it, it was a fucking nightmare. Spotify nuked 2 million songs for fake streams at the end of 2020. And I had no idea. And nine of them were mine. So the album was gone. So I said, okay, I can either appeal this request for Spotify. It could take up to 90 days for it to get back up there or split these nine songs up that six of them were good singles that got completely overlooked. Cause I put it all out at once and released them over the next year and a half so that they can each get their own week or month of shine, whatever that is. Gotcha. So, that's what, and, and everything is not from that album. Sunroof is from that album. I made that song like a year and a month ago, which is crazy as shit to me. But um, you, yeah, projects just aren't the way to go at this level because like someone like you maybe, but how many people are going to sit through 20 minutes of music from a complete stranger with 800 followers? I, that's a good point. I never thought about it in that context. Like there is this content competition and especially in a in a place where like for me i i have fun doing my podcast so i don't really give a shit who listens for you someone who's actually striving to be able to uh make a lot from this not monetarily but personally i definitely can see how that would be extremely detrimental to your motivation like let me work six months on a project put together these 20 songs or a full album and then you drop it and fucking dust it probably feels like like yes. you just threw it into the ether nobody or, gives a fuck or you get a sick amount of streams for the first week and then that's like in the summer it got like two like 3k first week no promo which is fucking crazy like i don't have that many fans like that was really sick second week um i got like 100 streams so you just it just gets old instantly it's terrible I definitely could see how that's rough. So the strategy at this point for somebody at your level is to just do one song at a time, essentially. Now, you made mention that obviously summer was this whole thing that disappeared out of the ether. Is that your strategy essentially going forward for like the next year or two is to drop single after single and just kind of see and yes. monitor where it goes? 100%. And it's like leveling up content, like continuing to do music videos. If Did you see my music video for Daydream? for daydream that's yeah the... It's, it's the one in the winter yes okay cool yes. that's my only video so far and once i linked up with hill and valley fucking shout out to hill and valley adam tot rick they're the fucking best some of the best people i've ever even known but had the pleasure to work with that shit is so fun i love i love that shit working with them is so fun and that um, was a really cool video just from like the drone shots and stuff i feel like it really helped paint the picture a lot more effectively like having that absolutely they're amazing Thank you so much too. They're they're amazing. That was so fun. And that's the best something's ever done for me. Because it's like you give somebody something to look at. They they there's a picture there or there's a clip on my Instagram and they go like 
there's more incentive to look at a music video than listen to a song for people. So I'm going to continue with, I'm shooting the sunroof video right now. We're actually shooting day two of it tomorrow. And then there's just a, a early morning we're going to have to do. And then it's done. Um, and he's got all types of, the thing I love about working with other people is like, they're not at, you're usually not at your prime eight months ago. Like, unless you're in some crazy artistic craze, like, so they're, they leveled up so much shit. This new video looks all like he spent a few hours editing it and weren't not even done getting footage. And it already looks like 10 times better than the daydream video. So I'm, it's so much more fun. It's obviously not winter themed. It's not lonely. It's sick. So, um, yeah, I, uh, doing that. And then I'm going to start working with one of their, um, one of their main editors and camera people there on doing some vlogs, but it's not, it's not going to be like a YouTube series that I'm super sorry, fucking burping and shit. Um, You're not going to be a big, like, I'm not going to focus on the YouTube views. I'm just going to have, I'm working on having someone around a few days a week with a camera for like a, a long period, like hours. And just doing fun shit and working on music, doing some stuff with my friends and just making like a 30 minute reel of the most interesting stuff. And then clipping that into like one minute, two minute videos for like all my Insta posts, putting it on TikTok, Twitter, my Snapchat, so that you have like this piece of like, here's this person's life. Because that's what people and then you caption it, which is I hear people in big like like content, like masters, like putting the on-screen text right now is everything. I don't know why, but if you just look at TikTok or any Instagram reel, you realize like, yo, these videos with the on-screen text are so much better for some reason. Cause it's like, you get trapped in it low key. So, um, that's where I'm headed is like more content, but making it good instead of just posting 10 memes a day. You know what I mean? Like just getting yeah. the more, more stuff and better. So it's like quality and quantity. I'm trying to level up at the same time. So like, that's yeah, where, that's where like, my head is at. I don't want to do another project until it's time. Whether like I get signed or I have like all of a sudden this big fan base where like they'll push the project. Cause I fucking love making albums and, and EPs. It's so fun to make a whole body of work. That's cohesive. And oh, it's the best. So you were just talking about a little while ago for the cover art for, uh, five, all that you tweeted, in tw- uh, what 2020 art is the answer do you remember tweeting that hell no what was the date uh do you, if you november don't have 5th. it it's fine november, november 5th, 5th. that's crazy that's ironic um i think i was just talking about i was probably in a weird place because i was fucking losing my mind all 2020 and i probably was not in a good mood and then i did something or listened to something or watched something and i felt way better and that's probably why i tweeted that I mean, there's a lot of truth in that, though. Yeah, I just don't right? see Art any other point. For a lot of people, not everybody, but for a lot of people, like, I was thinking, I every time I think about that show and, like, what it feels, like, even though I didn't do that show, like, I remember that feeling I got when I booked this next show that I backed out of, like, there's no, for me, there's no other way. Like, sure, I could make money other ways, and that's fine, but, like, the main reason to, like, live and, like, thrive and just like what to strive for is that like that's the most fun shit ever and it's so gratifying like you see videos of these artists like i'm gonna go back my friend people will my friends will roast me for it but like back to travis because there's like there's this clip of an eight a nine-year-old kid go he pulls him up on stage 
and he performs Goosebumps with him. And the crowd, lo- he hands him the microphone and you hear the little nine-year-old with the auto-tune. And like, dude, the reaction from the crowd, like that is this, and like that little kid is going to be the shit for years. Like that dude up there on stage took a minute of his time. That was nothing to him to do that. And just made that kid's, that little kid's life. And it's the same thing. Like you could be in the worst place and if some shit like that happens to you, like you're not gonna look back at that and and not smile. So like, that's like art is the answer. What about visuals? It's art. <laughs> Visual like visuals are so you can. Dude, I've seen so many good songs or albums with terrible cover art, and like that's a huge conversation going on right now on Twitter. And like, it's I guess it's been ongoing forever, but like, your art needs to be good. People don't care. Like, if your art is stupid and your song is sick, it's going to make your song sound more stupid than it might be. Like, That's crazy. Isn't, isn't, so, one of your, isn't one of your favorite songs probably also have one of your favorite project covers, album covers? At, at one of them. I mean, I think of, I think of stuff like uh, System of a Down, Toxicity. That's kind of a, I mean, whatever. All the, I, never, I guess but, I never thought about album art or cover art in that manner it changes how you feel about the music imagine if imagine if that album cover was a scribbling of a high school that would change how it sounds or how you feel about it at least i think it's different because i heard toxicity system of down over the radio like for the first bunch of times so i don't have that visual connection i feel like maybe today to your point like if i go on my spotify or my amazon music or my soundcloud like no matter what you click there's always some shit there and even with my podcast like one of the things i was getting dookied on for was my buddies were like dude stop just using your logo for every single fucking episode you put up like nobody you got to put something else up like really people care about that but obviously i've been proven wrong yeah, no, it's definitely, you use your logo, but you put like the audio wave thing on, right? Well, now I do, I do an image and I'll put in the audio wave for the clip and I'll put in like the title of it now. And the logo is like half transparent in like one of the corners or something like that. You know what I mean? It used to just be the whole logo. That's it for every single, every mm-hmm. single one. And they're yeah, like, no, you can't so, do that It's anymore. so important. It's so important. Like. And I love, I just love good art, especially when it's attached, like when it's attached to music you like, it's sick, but when it's yours and someone made that for you, like that shit is sick. So did you, so like when I look at like Wasted, like that's seems like more of a candid photo or like Blasted or did you do driver's license? Like, did you do those ones? (laughs) My friend Austin did the driver's license cover. (laughs) That shit is hilarious. And it was intentionally, I took a silly selfie in this fucking room. Like, and it was, it was just funny. Like I felt silly releasing a driver's license remix. So I wasn't going to take it too seriously. So he literally took that and put wake up on it and shitty as he probably drew it with his mouse and it's hysterical. Like that's not some shit that I took super seriously and I feel like it would have been wrong for me to. So like, that's different, but like wasted was from a project I had under the Steven Zoloff name where all that music is gone where I don't know why, but I wanted to be in the hot tub looking ridiculous. And that's like, <laughs> I still valued art back then, but I didn't have, I wasn't as conscious and like aware of, of what I liked and what I was trying to do. Like I was really, I mean, that was, that was 
when I find the next name, that's two artist names ago. So like, I was really just on my, what the fuck am I doing wave? Like I wanted to make this melodic shit and I didn't have the means or the right people around to like get exactly what I needed. And like, once I became self-sufficient as far as how I can make my music in 2020, that's when everything kind of started shifting. It's like, okay, this is who I am and this is who I've wanted to be. And I'm like becoming that. That process started in 2020, but this past few months really has been like, okay, I'm becoming that now. Like that is finally where I'm, where I am. By the way, I got like until 10 o'clock, so I'm in no rush. Just you're good. You know. you're, you're good. You're talking about getting the right people around you. Obviously, that's important for everybody. For you, you've worked with a couple of producers. Uh, Sony, Sony Toprano, obviously being one of the ones you did the most, but you've got like Phantom. J-Pass, right? Bloom, Nary, mm-hmm. so and moody. J-Pass my engineer who's, once I started working with him, it just fucking, he's, he's a fucking genius. Between working, like, through different producers every once in a while, does that impact your music? Like, do you get different feedback from each person as far as producing? Yeah, absolutely. When I, like, <clears throat> when it's someone that I don't know that well, and then I go and make like a cool, like a good ass song on their beat. And they're actually stoked. Cause when you're selling beats, you're selling beats to people that suck too. Like people are making garbage over your art. Like I don't even want to know how that feels. So <laughs> right, right. when you, I mean, ima- if you, yeah, imagine if you made a beat and you'd send it to someone who you had no idea about and they hit you up and with something that's like actually sick and like you think could be on the radio or something like that's gotta be crazy feeling. So working with more producers personally is like the best thing ever. Like, like, so like back in 20 from 2018 to 2020, Sony Soprano did all my shit and he's fucking sick. Like he's one of the best musicians I ever met, but for me and my style and just everything I want, like working with one person is the dumbest thing I could ever do. And I think that's what I had to do back then. Cause I had to figure out what flow was better for me, but like, working with one producer like you really really need to be like a fucking superhero to get out all of somebody else's ideas with all your own shit that's that's too much it's literally too much responsibility that's my opinion on that like having having all types of different people around is the best because it's just i can get all the different flavors from everybody and then so I can put Nary, I can put Nary and Sony and J Pass in one room, and fucking then they do. You know what I mean? So for that, like for producer perspective, are what other people do you have around you? Like, are there sound engineers? Is there like what else do you have? Because when I think of today's music, and I think of the, you know, and don't don't shit on me too much for us, the stereotypical SoundCloud rapper, right? No, you're cool. Trust me. <laughs> I think of a guy who's just, you know in his mom's bathroom because that's got the best uh fucking you know audio whatever the fuck and just it's just him and he maybe he purchased a beat from somebody on youtube and that's about it but for you it sounds like it's a lot more in depth what other people or characters do you have around you that helps you with your music and your art so one uh phantom is a youtube producer who i've never spoken to who doesn't even know i exist other than the money i put in his paypal but um i uh YouTube beats are sick. I have nothing against them. I use them all the time. It's just hard sometimes. But also you'll find people that are accessible that are sick that and you can just buy the rights like a uh, uh, lease of their beat. 
So um, I still work, like I still use YouTube Beats, just not exclusively. That was actually part of me getting better was realizing I could do that and getting out of my ego. Like, I can't do that because that's YouTube lame. Like, that's dumb. Like I just said, the stereotypical. (laughs) Yeah, exactly what I was. Yes, exactly. It's similar to my thought process. Not exactly the same. But um, no, mainly like I have friends. Most of my friends that are around are are. I mean, everyone likes music, but like on the same thing, like one of my best friends who I'm just about to go chill with Rory, he was this actually him and then my my buddy brett those are like the two like some of my oldest best friends like i started rapping for fun and i was 15 and those are the two people i was around the most so like although rory is like yeah he can play guitar and like do whatever and write he doesn't but like my friends are very supportive and like they want to talk about it like he wants to be at my shows he wants to help and like my girl is an artist and she's just starting to work on her own music, like on the computer under an artist name, like ready, like getting ready to finish and drop stuff. Like, and I'm with her all the time. So like these days, half the time when I'm recording, she's here and like, she's trained professionally in music. I'm not, I don't know anything about music theory or anything. She could play so many instruments. Like she's amazing. So there's songs that I've done where she's like, you should say this instead. Or like, stack it like this so that's like she's a huge like the biggest person as far as who i'm around that like has an influence on me but mostly it's just like i I, my my social life has been a little different lately because like i there's some of my best friends i don't see so much anymore because of covid which really because i have one friend who just can't get sick and i because i'm out doing some other shit and like i'm very busy like, I don't get to see him as much, which, and that's kind of like a big group of friends that like, you know, hang out over there and like, they're on their more cautious shit. And like, I'm, I'm trying to, but you know, like new girlfriend and shit. Like I, I was, I had to, didn't have to, but I chose to go out and do these dates and shit other than like go over there for a bit. You know what I mean? But right. so losing, t- losing touch with them because my schedule is different and like COVID, like mainly schedule related shit, honestly, that sucks. And they were like, I still love all of them. They're still my best friends, but like that was my main group in 2019. And like, that's different now. So it's pretty much just me and my girl and like a couple homies that I see like a couple times a week. And I like, I like to try and branch out and like hang out with my old friends or like go have like a little party with like five of us at like someone's house that I know, but I never really chilled with. Cause like, I love, my environment changing. That's I love that makes me more comfortable and less like anxious and shit like which is really weird, but that's how I've always been. So like I think being I an have, extrovert yeah, is a lot to do with that. Yeah, I don't have a lot of like daily people I'm with all day. That I used to do that, but now I'm so busy with work and like all types of different shit that it's yeah, I can't even really say who like it's really just a few people like most of my all almost all my creation. I don't really work with people in person right now just because of timing. And like most of the beats are already good. And like there's only two people that I want to cook up, like to be with when they make beats in person. And the timing just doesn't work out that much right now. So it's gotcha. mainly just friends that, and we're all just chilling. Cause like I've been trying to enjoy my downtime more cause I don't allow myself to sometimes. So that's like been a big one is like, I'm getting more, trying to get more work done, but also stepping the fuck back and like having a fun night where I'm not feeling obligated to go on discord and be interactive because I want to grab, like get 
friend like become friends with this group and then this group and shit so yeah it, it's a lot really just like mainly it's my girl that's around and like has a big influence gotcha so what's the future of stevie look like obviously there's going to be a name change here soon but are is it are you looking to do like six more months of just dropping single after single um actually i think you kind of mentioned it a little bit you're looking to kind of step back and see for your next project and see if you can kind of create something a little bit bigger, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah. So it's singles until it's time for it to not be. Gotcha. Okay. Like just all the way through, like until I, like it picks up some type of traction or I get fucking signed or some shit like that. Somehow, like it's singles until a project wouldn't be a waste, whether that's fucking 10 years or two. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep doing it. That that's the plan at least. But once it's you- my my real thing right now is once shows I'm once I'm comfortable doing shows again, blast the fuck that's, out of that because you didn't going. see all the videos, but that's what it like the crowd was fucking with it. So if I can make that like I know you will play, I know I will play dead shows. I'm not completely like delusional about that. Like I know that's a thing. So, but making it like a known thing that like the shows that I have are like like lit and crazy like. Then there's 30 people at this one, then there's 60, and then all of a sudden there's 400 fucking locals at a show. And my my goal is to do that and turn that into some of my like daily or like weekly content that I've put on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Because like people are way will be way more interested in your music if they see you performing it and it's actually good. So I'm just like trying to grind out and like low key having shows not be a thing right now is good because I can finally figure out my fucking name. <laughs> before I start playing all around town. Cause it's like, wake up, wake. And then I'm just like, Hey, I changed my name. All you 200 or all you 60 people are mad confused right now. And you're not going to buy tickets because you don't right. know it's me. Like the timing of, of that actually is probably for the best, but um, yeah, just single, 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 singles. And then once show season comes back, I'll be following the same schedule videos too, following the same, like same exact thing, just playing as much as I can. And, like, getting connections for shows where I could maybe, like, book a fucking college tour. Like, that's a thing where, like, they'll book artists that aren't huge that have an established performance career, if you will. Not career, but, like, establishment, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, last question for you here at this point. How's the paddleboard going? Dude, there's going to be, like, six people that know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's not that hard, but when you're not moving, when you're moving bu- slow. Hold on, what- hold on. That's bullshit. That thing's hard as hell, dude. No, okay. Maybe it depends on the day and, like, the waves and shit. But when it's calm out, it's not that hard to stand on. But I can't believe you saw that. That's hilarious. Well, you've seen fucking everything, <laughs> so I guess that makes sense. But, um. There's yeah, things I, I haven't uh, seen. There's I tried to dig, but, you know. But the, the paddleboard, paddleboard it's, it's, and it sticks I out done to it. me. It sticks out to me because I just tried to do it the other weekend and fuck that. It's not hard as hell. It's you just it's just like riding a bike for the first time. You have to be moving. You can't stand. You can't not move because your balance is it's harder to balance when you're completely still on it. It's so fun, though. Laying on it out in the water. Like I don't like to go out too far, but like, oh, my God, that's the best shit. That's what Just my wife what? did. She she paddled out a little. She was a lot better than I was. She paddled out a little ways, and she's got her you know her white claw or whatever, and her fucking little yeti can or whatever, and she would just lay down and be just out there for. Dude, it's great until she floated back in. <laughs> it's amazing. It's such a good feeling just to be out on the water like that because it's just 
totally freeing. Like that's the best. Everyone loves the beach. Like, unless you're fucking allergic to sand or the sun, but like, no, way. or just Dude, miserable. I, I hate sand. Okay, damn! I just called you miserable. I'm sorry. Well, you like the beach, though. Like, you're not wrong. Fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you like the idea at least being at uh, by the water or not? Nah? I'll tell you what I am. I'm the guy that would rather be up at the boardwalk at a bar at a tiki bar, hanging out up there. That's close enough. That's <laughs> that is close. Like you're still okay. So you don't hate the beach. You hate okay. You hate the sand. I, I literally hate sand. It gets everywhere, no, dude. It's sand gross. sucks. It's you take two showers and you still got yeah. it in your fucking armpits. It's horrible. I know. <laughs> um, paddleboard. How's paddleboard? It's great. I've done it once since I made that stupid fucking TikTok. <laughs> that was me embracing my goofiness because I definitely took myself too serious. I still take myself seriously, but I definitely took myself too seriously for way too long. And like, that's a huge thing. Like just fucking be yourself. I just started like not filtering my, like, like what pictures I should take and, and, and all of it. Just like, just do it, make it look good and do it. And that's it. That's my advice to someone that's new. Like I see, I still fuck up with that, but like you just see people taking themselves way too seriously and acting like a celebrity. It's like, yo, like don't do that. One of my best friends in the world has told me that like 10 times and I'm just starting to adopt it. Like it's so important to just be, especially if you're, if it's a career where people want to connect with you, like you have to fucking be yourself. Yeah, but does it. that require, I mean, maybe it does for you, but like in my space, because I hear that from my buddies from time to time. They're like, dude, you can't just use your Instagram and only put up your stupid fucking clips. Like, yeah, you need dude. to do more with it. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that. It's true. It sucks, but it's true. Make it part. And it's weird because it's a pod. I mean, pod like it's a podcast Instagram, but like make it personal, like make, take photos of yourself or whatever. And then post a photo and be like, did four great podcasts this week, blah, blah, blah at this bar. Like that's it. And it doesn't Maybe. all have to be about that for some, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this, but pictures of people with their faces do better than anything else ever. Really? Yes. Like any I of my photo, like if I have a, especially a professional photo that has me in it, those a hundred times better than any album cover, unless that is a photo of me. Anything always does better. If I post like a screenshot of a song as my main Instagram post, I'll get like 70 likes maybe as opposed to like a hundred plus. No shit. I did not realize weird. that. It's weird, but that's how it works. I don't know why faces. There's gotta be some kind of mental connection. Like I see the person, therefore I am more in tune with whatever their vibe is or some shit. I, I don't know what it is. It's dumb. It's what it is, but I'll go with it <laughs> if that's what I have to do. Well, I appreciate you making some time for me, Stevie. I look forward to all of your new stuff coming out. I also look forward to the actual video for Sunroof. That sounds like it's gonna if it's any if it's even as good as uh Daydream, it's gonna be good as fuck. And if you're telling me it's way Thank better you. than that, then I'm really excited to see that. So much cooler day. than that. It's just Daydream was so lonely and fucking <laughs> like it was cool i love that video but like there's so much stuff i would obviously do differently and now like i'm doing it differently and it's like i mean you know the two songs they're the complete they're the bare opposites of each other so it's gonna be way more fun i got the jag for it i just had to go get new tires front tires for it today because it wouldn't fucking pass inspection this is the type of time i'm on i gotta shoot the video tomorrow at five first i have to get the inspection in the morning <laughs> 
That's first, what first you had to get you had to work, I'm sure. Then you had to get on a podcast with me. Then you got to go chill with some guys. Then you got to get up early as hell to get the jag done, and then you got to finish shooting by no, like probably. No, I'm going like... to the beach with my girl, and then I'm going <laughs> okay. to shoot the video after that. So All right, gotcha. That's... I thought it was Dude. early in the morning you were doing the shoot. No, thank you so much, man. It was so much fun. You yeah, killed bro. it as a as an interview. I as a podcaster, interviewer, whatever. That was great. Thank you so I, much. I appreciate the time, bro.